basically I was, uh, I, they thought that I had a disease that was going to make my lungs harden until I suffocated to death. Oh boy. But, yeah, it was very scary and I knew, and it was an autoimmune issue, which means your body's sort of attacking itself, and I knew that it was because I had spent so many years not going for it. Welcome to The Shut Up Show. This is the Brave Solopreneurs Podcast, helping you shut up and make shit happen. Inside every episode, you'll hear raw and uncensored conversations with amazing entrepreneurs and thought leaders who bring their best work every day, despite being scared shitless. You'll gain mindset strategies on how to brave through your fears, tactical advice to help you define your shut up moment, and impact-driven tips inspiring you to live and work on your own terms. I am your host and chief shut-upper of Making Shit Happen, Bernie Shaw. Now, on to today's episode. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Shut Up Show. I'm your host, Bernie Shung, and I've got a freaking awesome guest today. Uh, but before I introduce her to our lovely audience here, I just wanted to give a shout out to Vasavi Kumar for referring Lisa over to us, The Shut Up Show, because Vasavi had a really awesome time when she talked to us a couple months back, and she's like, oh, I know people who would be awesome to talk about Fear Bernie. Can I hook you up with them? And I'm like, absolutely. Uh, many of you loved Vasavi, so I think you're going to be equally in for a wonderful treat with our guest today. So without further ado, welcome, Lisa Fabriga. Hi. It's so great to be here. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm so excited as well. And so for those who don't know who you are, first of all, where are you calling in from? I'm actually calling in from Panama. Oh my goodness. How's the weather? Fabulous. A little hot, <laughs> a little humid, but I'm not complaining after the winter that some people in the U.S. have had. I so. was just going to say to you, I'm like, don't even complain. because <laughs> Actually, it hasn't been too bad this week. I mean, we were like zero, negative 20 maybe about a month ago, zero last week, and then yesterday on my drive back home towards uh, South Central Wisconsin, it was like 50 degrees, so oh that's God. not bad, not bad at all. But anyway, you know, despite the weather, um, you know, it's, it's a really interesting time of year, Lisa. You know, um, I don't know how much you experience it or clients that you've worked with experience it, but I know quite a bit in my field of coaching, a lot of people deal with like the winter blues or like this, the seasonal depression that ends up happening. And I think it's kind of a relevant topic to maybe kick off our conversation with because the Shut Up Show is all about helping brave solopreneurs, you know, get through that fear, get through that feeling of that stuckness and onto the other side despite having fear. And we always want to bring people on who have talked about how they are gripped with fear every single day, but they're still able to move through that. And I kind of have a feeling that you have a lot of fear moments that I'm sure you can probably share with us. So to kind of yeah. welcome you and introduce you to um, our audience here, could you kind of give us a quick background about you know who you are and what defining moment in your life, Lisa, led you to do the work that you're doing today. Yeah, great question, and I love what you're saying because this is a path that is all of all about learning how to deal with fear because fear is going to hold you back and it's going to stop you. So I love, I just love that that this show exists because people need this to show that everybody's afraid. <laughs> So um, in terms of me, uh, what the work that I do, um, I basically work with entrepreneurs to take them from fear, anxiety, and overwhelm to actually becoming powerful leaders. 
Um, and that means that when you're a leader, you can make a really powerful impact, the positive impact in the world that you really want to be making. Um, and uh, I've had this business now for a little over four years. I know that I have been coaching since I was born, basically, is what I tell everybody, because I was. I was coaching people in my family way before I even knew what a coach was. And um, I guess my defining moment of fear was the day that I decided to attend the coaching school. And for me, that was actually the day that I also decided to start my business. And um, you want me to tell you the story around that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure there is an awesome story behind that. Oh, my gosh. So I had, you know, I went to grad school to be an actor to get my Master of Fine Arts. And I had been living in New York City, working, getting some jobs as an actor more than most do. So I was not doing too bad, but it was not covering my bills. Uh, you know, the whole starving artist, old starving artist archetype, which I don't believe needs to happen anymore. Um, and I was just working these day jobs, uh, working these nine to five jobs in the finance world in Manhattan, and it was just not in alignment with me. It was draining my soul slowly, and uh, I, I really felt the need to have flexibility and to be doing something that actually impacted people with my gifts. And so I, a friend of mine who is an actress also called me and told me, hey, you know, I, I just started this coaching business and it's doing really well and it's really great because you can have flexibility to go to your auditions and you're your own boss. And of course for me, I think those of us who start our own businesses or entrepreneurs or have our own projects, we kind of have a little inner rebel that doesn't want somebody telling us what to do all the time. So the you can be your own boss and have your own hours. I was like, yes, I want to know more about this. And she was actually doing pretty well. So I did the research, I found the school that she went to, and I decided to, to join. But the catch was, and the fear thing, was that this was right around the time that um, the economy was crashing. And I was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt because I had been laid off of my finance job uh, when everything crashed. And I was just transitioning into like a temp job, so I had very little money. And the coaching school was an investment of around $8,000, plus with everything else, it was going to come out to around $10,000. So I knew that by deciding to start my own business and starting with this school, that I was going to be putting myself $10,000 more in debt than I already was with my credit cards of trying to get by when I had been laid off from my previous job, and that whole time of just running around trying to find a job and there were no jobs. So I actually was visiting my family in Florida during that time the day that I actually made the phone call and I came down to the kitchen and my father who is a businessman and an entrepreneur himself was standing in the kitchen and I just broke down crying like a baby <laughs> like not even an adult like a baby crying in fear that's how afraid I was um, and I said to my dad you know what if I screw this up I'm literally borrowing $10,000 from the bank to pay for this decision, what if I don't get any clients? What if I like screw it all up, it doesn't work, what if it doesn't work, and I end up $10,000 in the hole even more than I already am? And I mean, I remember I was just shaking, I was really scared, I knew it was sort of like decision time. And my dad looked at me and he said, you know what, everything is a risk, and I thought he was going to try to talk me out of it because my parents are really practical. 
right. and I've been more of like the risk taker and my dad said everything's a risk and you have to take risks in life and what really meant to me a lot which I think is a crucial element of moving past the fear in these types of situations is I had support and he said to me I think I believe that you can do it I believe that you can create a successful business and he said you, there comes a time in your life where you have to take a risk and it feels scary and he's like that's how I did my own businesses that's how my own businesses are successful and I think you can do it so I made the call and it was sort of from then on the, actually fear drove me a little bit because I knew that I had to make it work because I had made the decision I was all in being all in is really important too. just deciding to go all in and um, I knew I had to do it right I love your story. And by the way, I just removed my video just because we were getting a little technical glitches there. Um, I, I entirely love your story, Lisa, because it's very similar to mine. And I won't go into great detail about mine. I'm sure my viewers here have uh, heard quite a bit about it. But it's, it's that whole, your desire to succeed is far greater than the risk you'll fail. Right, because I mean that's seriously what it ended up what ended up happening to you. I think a lot of the times when we think about fear, we think about fear of failure. What if it doesn't work? What if I suck? What if I get rejected? But mm -hmm. sometimes I think it's the fear of, but what if I don't go for it? <laughs> right? What if I regret that if I had gone for it five years ago, I would be successful now? But if I never go for it five years later, I'll sit here and regret. Mm -hmm. So, so I kind of feel like that. That's a little bit of what you went through in that conversation you had with your dad. Can you kind of take me through some of the inner chatter that specifically was happening at the time before you decided to pull the trigger and go? Because I think this is important for people to understand. What were you thinking? What were some of those specific fears that were, were that you were saying to yourself? And then I think more importantly, after you take us through that, can you walk us through how did you work through that? Yes. I love that question. That's, this is something that I, I love this question because I feel that more people should be talking about that process. Right. Um, so I was lucky enough that, um, you know, what you said that what's the cost of not moving forward, right? So the cost, there's a possible cost of failing, but there's also a cost of not moving forward and not going for it. And I had been lucky enough that a couple of years before that, um, when I had been in college, I had had a really scary health scare. And it was very obvious to me that the health problem, basically I was, uh, I, they thought that I had a disease that was going to make my lungs harden until I suffocated to death. Oh boy. Yeah, it was very scary. And I knew, I knew, and it was an autoimmune issue, which means your body's sort of attacking itself. And I knew that it was because I had spent so many years not going for it that I had spent so many years repressing what I really wanted to do and following that passion, following that thing that I knew I was here to do. So that was part of the process where I was able to make that decision because I had had a low point where this is what happens when I don't follow. My body sort of rebels. That was how it showed up for me. It's not for everybody that way. Um, but the biggest fears I had were, yes, you know, if I don't go for it, what does my life look like? What does my life look like in three years and ten months? and 10 years. Um, that was one of them. The other one was, again, sometimes it costs money to start your own thing. So what if I don't make any money? What am I going to do for money? You know, I don't have the 9 to 5 anymore if I go for this fully. So how am I going to make up that money? So that was part of it. The money is a big, big fear, um, which I've gotten so much better at over the last four years. Money fears are really safety fears, in my opinion. Right. Um, and there was also the element of 
oh my god, what if I do this in front of all these people and I tell all these people I'm going for it and then I fail in front of them? Now what? Right. <laughs> They're all going to lose their faith in me. They're all going to think I look like an idiot. What if I look like an idiot in front of everybody failing at this? Um, and then there is also the added responsibility of, wow, when you're stepping into this position of leadership, you are suddenly responsible for your customers, for a bunch of people, and you're putting content out there, and people are reading it. So, wow, there's this added sense of responsibility, and I was kind of afraid. Um, and then another one was, and which I hear really often from my clients, is um, what if I can't handle the success when I get there? What if I just have like a total breakdown and burn everything that I created because I don't like it? Um, so that was also a fear that I had. Um, how I worked through them? <laughs> uh, I think that there's three key elements to working through anything scary. Um, and it's something that I, this is what we're talking about is the work that I do with people. And so what I teach them and what I use on myself <laughs> from personal experience is you have to breathe. Um, and I know everybody says this, oh, breathe, breathe, breathe. It's like the hot thing that everybody says. But there's an actual scientific reason for it that basically when you make a decision that is sort of going against the norm of what your body and your emotional uh, constancy is used to, um, you're going to have a contraction that, and you're going to stop breathing for a second because you're afraid, you're going into the unknown, you've never done this, so there's no pattern that your brain can reference to or examples, because often starting your own business is sort of like trailblazing. There's not a lot of people around us who are doing it. And so the body will sort of, for a minute, hold on to its breath, and your brain doesn't know how to tell the difference between not breathing because you're just a little afraid and you're holding your breath as you jump into it, or that you're actually dying and that you're not breathing because you're actually dying. And so it shoots adrenaline through your body, and then we end up triggering a fight, flight, or freeze response. So the most important thing that I did, and this was because I knew this from my own, you know, my own study and personal development years to becoming a coach, is to just take really deep breaths every time I was about to do something or make a decision that was scary. So every time I was about to call up a potential client or to even take a new lesson in my coaching school, I would just make sure to take a really deep breath because that way your brain doesn't go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. It's not having that chemical reaction, thinking that you're dying because you're not breathing. Um, that's a huge one. Um, the other way that I worked through it was that I had so, I reached out for support constantly, probably to the point where I felt like I was being annoying. <laughs> um, I think that having a group of people that are making it not crazy to go for what you're going for is so crucial. It is so crucial in this journey. And if you try to go it alone, it's not going to work well. So shows like yours, like this, what we have here, reach out, watch this, be here in this space because here it's okay. You know, it's not some crazy weird thing that nobody in your family has done or something you've never seen anybody do. Uh, so, so ask for support. I, from the beginning, decided I was going to have a coach. So I hired a coach. I had no money, so I literally borrowed money from five different people and put some money on a credit card. I just hired somebody just so I could have somebody to check in with every week or every other week um, to sort of give me an outside opinion because there's things we don't see. I had tons of friends that 
who were wanted to be coaches or who were business people or who had some sort of core value into what I was stepping into with my business. And I, I texted them all the time. I messaged with them. I called them up. I was constantly re reaching out to communities that made it okay. Um, and that really, really helped because we have this mentality, we have this part of our brain that still remembers being early humans where we lived in tribes. And if you left the tribe, you died. Like you couldn't, one person got the meat, one person got this, and so you couldn't live on your own. And so when we make decisions to step into new things, to start our own business, to do something we've never done before, or maybe redo something that we tried to do and didn't work the first time, it's really important to have that sort of tribe around you. Uh, this, this show is an example of a tribe. Um, so that was really, I would say probably that was the number one most important thing is having the community. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I really seriously love all the advice and, and I can honestly tell you that that last piece of advice is something I wish I would have known sooner as well. Um, mm -hmm. I also call that last piece of advice, you know, uh, serving your community or helping others, right? Because I think that, you know, far too often we, when I say we as an entrepreneurial type people, we tend to be stuck on our own little island thinking that we can do it all on our own, right? We don't need anybody. We're self-sufficient. And I think that's the quickest way to fail because we're trying to figure it out on our own instead of, you know, asking for help. And I love that you brought up the whole asking. Like I went around and started asking people. Um, I know so many people in my network right now who said that they wish they would have also asked sooner instead of waiting so long to fail and get it wrong and then fall into a deep depression and get suicidal right before they finally you know kind of like found the courage to reach out and ask for help so so let me ask you in your work because I know you are a detox goddess and I really want you to kind of dive into what you do today but in your work how important is it that you teach people to ask and then kind of maybe take us through how does that play into just everyday lives and how that can improve especially women but then also entrepreneurial people and people in leadership type of roles as well. Mm -hmm. Can you reframe the question for me? Yeah, I knew I asked about three things there. <laughs> um, so basically, it, in, in asking for help, or even if you want to talk about this tribal uh, philosophy, if you want to talk about that, how does, if I'm brand new into entrepreneurial ventures of some sort, how does thinking in like in a tribal community, how does asking for help benefit me? Like what kind of advice would you give someone like me? Um, well, it helps you in the sense that I explained. There's an actual physical, like, um, uh, in your DNA response to leaving an old tribe or an old thought or an old way of being, right? So having a nine-to-five or not having your own business to making them transition to having your own business, that is something that's going to trigger that reptilian part of your brain and it's going to think you're going to die. So so just for pure like physical So if you don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to die, get yourself another tribe. <laughs> right? So so just for that pure like physical scientific reason, you need a tribe. Um, the other thing about asking that I got a lot of opportunities for my business from asking. So there was a woman in my sphere who I happened to know when I was an actor, I would take some of her workshops, but she was a coach. And I shot her and I decided that I was just going to email as many people I knew who would just get on the phone with me for 10 or 15 minutes and give me some advice. Um, and so I remember I emailed her and I said, I know you're super busy, you have a super crazy schedule. Um, 
I am just starting my own business. I've enjoyed all the courses I've taken with you, and I love the way you do things. And if you ever have any time, I'd love to just get 10 minutes on your calendar um, to see if you have any advice for me as a beginning business owner. And I thought, I did, I did this with a lot of people, and I thought nobody's going to write me back. And you would be shocked at how many people wrote back and offered time. And not just offered time, but when I would get on the phone with them, they would make offers to me that would really help my business. Like this woman, for example, she, after speaking to me for about 10 minutes, then said, hey, you know, I have this monthly membership thing that has like several thousand people on it. If you want, you can come on and teach a free class to my people, and then you can sell them whatever you want, and you can make an offer to them. And that was for me as a beginning business owner who had no clients. That was huge, and I actually got my first five people from that coaching call that I did for her. And so just by asking, I received twice as much as I thought I was going to receive. Um, and just and asking also lets people know what you're up to. There's something I tell um, my clients is to tell one person every day what you're doing, the new thing that you're doing. Oh, I have my own business. Oh, I'm doing this. And it's amazing how much they get just from doing that. People will refer you to other people. People will connect you with people. People will ask, oh, I actually have been needing that. How can I figure out how to work with you this way? Or where do I get your product? Um, so just asking to me is probably one of the most important things you can do when you're starting out. Asking, asking, asking. I, th I think that's wonderful, and I agree with you, and I, th I like how you framed it because the asking that you're talking about is not like, I've got my hand out and I'm just taking, right? Because yeah. I think a lot of the times people think asking means taking, and it's not. Yeah. Asking means offering something you have for somebody who might need what you're willing to give yeah. them, right? Yeah. And so I think in, in the process of asking, people are receiving, and when they're asking, then you're receiving, and I think it's this beautiful reciprocal thing that happens mm -hmm. in relationships, but you're right. If you don't ask, then you'll never know the answer, and people do not know what you're up to to be able to give you the time or money to invest in what you have to offer them, because they're looking for it already. Why yeah. not get it from you if you're capable right. of giving Why it to them? Why not turn on your sign with a blink? <laughs> Exactly. The open sign is on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, gosh, I know we've only scratched the surface, but I know we're kind of getting to the end of our time here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and ask you the magic question that we always ask everybody, and we love this question because it, it throws people off. So the big question uh, we want to know from you for the Shut Up Show community is, Lisa, what the heck is scaring the crap out of you today? <laughs> um, what's keeping you up at night, and how can how can we, the Shut Up Show community, support you as you work through that? And even feel free to even talk out loud how you are dealing with that. Oh, I love this question so much. Um, so I absolutely still go through major fearful uh, periods when I have to make decisions for my business. So for me, the thing that I'm just starting to get over that hump of extreme fear that I was feeling is that I basically, my business grew much last year that I was completely maxed out. I had wait lists for everything. Um, and I was starting to just get kind of burned out because it was just too much. And then I was turning away thousands and thousands of dollars because they're just one of me. There's only so many hours in a day. And I also can't kill myself working 80 hours a week trying to help everybody. So I realized my business model just wasn't working in terms of where I am now. I need to change it so I can reach more people and save my own sanity and health uh, so that I have a life too. And so uh, what I decided last year was to cut 
my one-on-one -on -one coaching practice completely out and just have my mastermind program, which is uh, my most high-level program and has retreats and stuff, and then have this digital program that I had just released that was getting a really great response and people were getting a lot out of it called Impact. And that was really scary because I was making between eight to 10,000 a month just on one-on-one -on -one coaching alone. And I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> How am I going to replace that money? And then just going from one to one to one to many, it's a whole different ball game. Um, you have to make sure, for me, I'm obsessed with value and I want to make my people feel like I'm there with them. So there's a lot of digital products out there that you just kind of feel disconnected from the person, even though the content is great. So there was a lot of thought going into, okay, how do I make this transition without disconnecting from my people, with helping them still feel like I'm there and I care about them, which is really important for me. Um, and then just the thought of, for example, uh, creating um, a digital product that would become sort of an evergreen, meaning that it's always available and it starts contributing to passive income so that I can write my book, which is something I wanted to do this year, and I didn't have time because I was on coaching calls all the time last year. Um, and all of these really complicated marketing things for selling uh, like sales funnels for digital, uh, for digital programs online, things that I had never done. These Basically, it's almost like starting a whole new business. And all these elements that I've never done, that I know nothing about, um, and I just got really paralyzed for actually several months. Um, and I was in this place of just total confusion and fear and still taking action, though, but not clear. And it drives me nuts when I'm not clear because, you know, we do our best work from a place of clarity. So that has been such an initiation for me. It has been brought up all my fears and, oh, my God, if I cut my one-on-one -on -one coaching practice, what if this, 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 this launch of my digital program impact doesn't work and now I have no clients and no money coming in and what if this whole business burns down to the ground and what if people get mad at me because I'm not one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore and it was just all this crazy stuff going on in my head for many months and I'm just starting to get to the point now where I'm like, all right, Lisa, you're all in, and we're just going to do this, try this risk and, and go for it. Because for me, I feel like I'm here to serve on a large scale. And so when, we t and I, when I take the focus off me and I put it on the people I'm here to help, um, that fear just sort of goes away, and I go all in. So that's where my focus is right, right. now. But it was up until recently that I was dealing with this, and I still, it's still, I'm still dealing with it. Right. I, I love it because um, I was recently having a conversation with somebody and they said, when you know, because people always ask like, oh, what's it like when you get to that success or when you've arrived? And they said it's no different. It's You still have challenges. You still have frustrations. It's just a new set of challenges and, and frustrations just at a heightened level. So, yeah. you know, certainly it's a good problem to have that you're having, but it still right. is an issue, like you said, unless you pivot and you find a way to create space to let your business grow because really that's all you're going through is growing pains right now so it's like how do I best and and I hate using this word but it's important how do I best scale but not for scaling sake right yeah. you said you said because people are demanding more of my help and I need to help them grow and in order for that for us to do that then this business does need to change so I can provide more value and help more people and I love that and I think that's a very valid fear because your fear is oh my gosh how am I gonna make sure I'm still here to take care of everybody who needs my help <laughs> right yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and then it brings, you know, you can start getting health problems if you're overworking yourself and then other fears pop up of, oh my God, if I don't change things, how you mentioned at the beginning, which was, if you, what's the cost of not changing things? Right. Well, the cost of not changing things is my health, and that's not okay with me. Absolutely, and if that's and if you can't take care of yourself, then you can't help other people. You can't serve yeah. people the way you want to serve, right? So it's like yeah. it's, it's it brings you back full circle. So it always starts with you. Oh, I could talk to you forever, and I have like so many questions. But I know that you know we're at the end of our time here. But Lisa, the the most important question I guess we have now is where can our listeners and viewers find you and your work if they want to find out more about your awesome stuff? Sure. So you can find me on www.lisafabrega.com and it's L-I-S-A-F-A-B-R-E-G-A.com. That's my website. My blog is on there. Um, I put lots of cool stuff on there, so you're more than welcome to come on over. Awesome. And sorry if I mispronounced your last name. <laughs> so. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> <laughs> it was so wonderful having you on the Shut Up Show, Lisa. You know what? When you get that book done, let's have you back on the show and let's have, let's promote it. Let's talk about it a little bit more. Cool. I'd love. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, and folks, that was another edition of the Shut Up Show. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Shut Up Show. The Shut Up Show is sponsored by the Amazing Cells. That's s e l z dot com. Seriously, simple selling. Go check them out. Every Monday, we deliver an inside edition of the Shut Up Show right to your inbox. Plus, as a bonus, get instant access to download a free copy of our 18 page ebook, The Solopreneur's Guide for Shutting Up and Making Shit Happen. Simply go to our website at theshutupshow.com slash subscribe and join other brave entrepreneurs who are shutting up and making shit happen. If you believe in The Shut Up Show and this platform has helped you shut up and make shit happen, please head on over to iTunes. Search for The Shut Up Show in the podcast section and leave us an honest star rating and review. Your feedback will help us to gauge what we're doing well and where we need to continue to improve. The ratings and reviews help us to continue to bring on amazing sponsors like Cells so that we can deliver weekly episodes to you for free. So your feedback does matter. Thank you for helping us and supporting us.